Hello and welcome to Prepare to Answer Ministries. Um, it's just great to have my listeners with me today. Um, yeah, I was um, just thinking about some stuff to encourage um, people with today. Um, just some thoughts, obviously, from the scriptures. I um, I must be honest, this morning I have had just so many things on my mind this morning. Just Even just things to share, good things, things to share. Um, just lots of different ideas. It's, I feel bombarded this morning. I really need to write things down. I'm doing a, a discussion at my house tonight. And it's going to be about God being our refuge. And I think that's very pertinent at the moment. Uh, but so many other pertinent thoughts coming into my mind. Some things are coming from news stories and various places. Um, so I was definitely battling in the last hour just to decide what particular thing to feel most strongly about. Um, the title of this podcast is going to be Making Sense of the World. Um, so Making Sense of the World. And I just wanted to des- describe um, what's a very often used apologetic scripture um, to help us to, in order to how, to how to do that really I know we, many of us may know this already but just something to do um, and, and I just present a problem that we all have is that we're in a fallen world and we look around us and see endless problems um, sometimes you see them even in the churches as well um, we see a lot of stuff that we just don't like stuff that makes us unhappy stuff that worries us um, and it comes from all manner of different places and stuff we don't understand and again, you know you're living in a fallen world, but some stuff every now and again does distress you more than others, and you do struggle to make sense of it. And as I say, it could be any number of things. It can be just how much disregard people have even for God and his word, for morality of any kind, and just how much relativism there is, how much people, what people view as important these days, or the way people are on social media, or, or whatever it is, um, there's things that just disturb us. Well, Scripture does inform us what we should do with our thoughts and, and on the things that we see regularly, often daily. The Scriptures do teach us what we need to do. And Second Corinthians 10 says about something we do, about fighting with the weapons, not the weapons of the world, but you know, with the ones that we have have got power. They've got power. The weapons that we have have got power. And it says in verse 5, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sells itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against God. So remembering to do that, there's a lot of pretensions, a lot of things that are out there that pretend to be of God or in a, even in opposition to God. And it says we demolish the arguments. You know, it's important that we don't allow things to to, to stay in our minds that maybe are, are very much against God's teachings and that we actually deal with them. But what it, what it also says there is that <clears throat> we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I think this is something that's not done enough. <clears throat> and I'm saying that even from my own life, to be honest. I mean, again, it's probably something that we probably need to practice to grow in it more so that we do it more naturally because it has to be something that we nearly don't think about and do it automatically because how many thoughts um you know make set themselves up against Christ on our mind so it says to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ so to try and understand you know looking through the lens of of Christ in our minds is absolutely essential in other words we're going to see things that we have to interpret all the time and we we struggle to make sense of them they seem to go against Christianity. And I, when I say that, it's good for examples here. I say things like the lack, the apathy towards spiritual things. How can we understand that? 
And maybe if you're like me, you go out, you share your faith, you talk to people about God, and you get periods of time where it seems like people really don't care. And that's one of them things that we have to take captive of that thought and make obedient to Christ and think, well, what, what does that mean? Does that mean what I'm following is less likely to be true? Does it mean that what I'm following is, is pointless? Does that mean that what I'm following isn't worth the effort? Or is there something else going on? You know, we've got to take these thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. Um, the specific ones that have been in my mind are at the moment, and you'll hear me rambling on about this a lot these days, and maybe it's just the corner of the world that I live in, but at the minute, just the, the mental health problems, stress, anxiety, and, and even just suicide. I mean, at the moment, it seems to be absolutely everywhere I go, and it would be a foolish to ignore it. Um, personally speaking, I've had a couple of weeks of pretty intense stress, so I do earnestly know what that feels like. Um, well, some of it, but it's it's absolutely everywhere at the moment. Um, literally, honestly, every phone conversations I had with work colleagues, um, you know, stuff that I do in my own work, you know, even within my own family, outside of my family, close friends within the church, and it just almost seems to become more and more normal that people all around us seem to struggle with these things. And it's probably always been there to an extent, but it just seems more prevalent than it ever has. And again, there's other things as well. But what I what I wanted to do today was think, you know, how can I make sense of that? Not that I'm going to diagnose the world and come up with solutions for just about everything, but how can I understand a world that, that, that more and more people seem to feel like this? And again, that can cause people to obviously ask the questions of, well, is it God made the world and he, he created it for us? Yet, does he not care about all these people? Why does he let people suffer? Why does this happen to so many? And some of these cases of suffering, it's because terrible things that have happened and they seem unjust even. Well, I mean, a scripture has come into my mind this morning that really, really helps me with this. And for me, this has taken captive every thought and making it obedient to Christ. And the thought is in Romans 1, verse 18 onwards. And it talks a lot about God's wrath being revealed. Um, because men are godless and wickedness, and because of their wickedness, they suppress the truth. And he says this truth was evident to people. When you look at the world, and you look at the design, and the structure, and the beauty, and the complexity of all the structures that we see, in the sky, and the planets, the trees, the flowers, the creatures, you know, even down to our own DNA, and human, you know, our bodies, and the way they're designed, you know, almost think independently they can actually almost heal themselves just the, the wonders of the world are clear evidence of complex design of god's divine nature clear evidence that you cannot say you have no evidence whatsoever it's simply not the case so it says that god had gave his evidence of his existence he's left himself with very clear testimony that we must respond to um but it talks about people it says they although they knew god they didn't glorify him as god or give thanks to him and then it says their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of God for images. Made to look like, you know, mortal man. So they didn't want to worship God, they made images to look like man. Um, and you see that today. People worship, you know, man-made objects. They worship, you know, people and media and money and fame and all these things that we create ourselves that will die with us. They, they worship man-made things. Um but one of the things that really helps me in terms of what I just said a moment ago about the anxiety I see in the world today, um, and I know I've said this before about people being without hope, it said in verse 24, um, and it also says in several other times, 
um, throughout Romans 1. It says three times, I think it says this phrase, therefore, as a result of everything that people had done, God gave them over. And then two other times it said, God gave them over, God gave them over. To me, one of the reasons, and it's not me diagnosing uh, all people's problems based on this one and only thing, I know that everything can be more complicated than that, but generally speaking, for me, what I see at the moment is pain related to God having given people over. Now, love gave people over. Love doesn't hold people against their will. Uh, I wouldn't do that with my kids if they know that nothing to do with me. So love can't hold people against their will. So God is left with only one choice from a world that doesn't want them anymore. Um, in many corners of the world, they don't want them in schools. They don't want them in public places. They don't want his laws and rules. Uh, and they want to get rid of him. Um, um, I'm hearing it more and more and more that we don't want to be told what to do. We'll, um, we'll look after ourselves, thanks very much. We don't want to hear anything about organized religion, God or the Bible. And it's being removed, as you're probably aware of, more and more and more places. So God is left with no other option but to give people over to themselves. Now, I cannot think of a more scary prospect than the idea of a world created by God <clears throat> where he gave himself for us. He's written his love letters to us. We choose to ignore all of that, and God has no other option but to give people over. And I think for me, <clears throat> in part, that's some of what we what we see today, is the byproduct of God having given people over, and they're fending for themselves. Like a child with no parents, that they wallow around during the day with no direction or purpose, um, no love, no mercy being shown to them. They're in a very dangerous place, and I feel like ultimately... In part, for me, people's anxieties and stress and fears is because they're in a world that's becoming more and more godless. And God has has given them over to the life that they want to live, which is a life without him. It scares me, it worries me, and it motivates me to share my faith more with people to show them that there is true and lasting hope there, but we've really got to respond to it. You know, we must follow the truth. People have ignored the truth and unfortunately now are suffering the consequences of that. Because this world without God, as I've said many times before, is completely and utterly hopeless. The only meaning we have is one that we create for ourselves. And unfortunately there is no end other than complete destruction for the universe and the entire human race. It all sounds very morbid and miserable, I understand. But that is the world without God. There's no objective meaning, value or purpose. That is the ultimate reality, and unfortunately, I now see more and more people suffering. So this helped me no end. It helps me so much to know that God doesn't cause people to suffer. He gives people what they want, in essence, and then as a result of giving them over, it's no surprise today to see an increase in mental health problems, an increase in all kinds of sins, and an increase in all kinds of acceptable behavior. Um, where we can all do what we really want to do because no one can tell us what to do anymore. So for me, this has really helped. This is me taking captive every thought. It's taking captive the thought of, why is there so much distress around me? And I think God wants me to see it in order to be someone who can be an ambassador on his behalf to get out and step out and help other people. So I know it might not be that for you. It may be something else. There's some thoughts in your head about the world, about people, about where does God fit into all of this? You know, what, where does my Christian values fit into everything that I see? We've got to make sense of the world through the lens of Scripture. We've got to take captive the thoughts that we have 
and submit them to scripture, submit them to God in order to help us make sense of them. Otherwise, the consequences for us is we mull around with doubts about any number of different things and we're not really living as God intended us to. And most importantly for me today, I feel overjoyed that I can make sense of the world. I make sense of the world based on taking captive the thoughts that I have and submitting them uh, and making them obedient to Christ and helping them to make sense based on Christ's command and based on the word. As I say, I've, I've several other things that I really want to look at at the minute, um, specific things that I'd like to look at, um, some contentious subjects, some not so contentious, um, plenty of stuff coming. Please drop your comments on anything like this. If anything, I can pray for you or help, help you in any way. Um, please go on and share uh, any of this information or um, just go on and um, follow me on my website, www.preparetheanswer.wordpress.com. I'll be with you all again very soon. Thank you for listening.